Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast to explore the benefits to all clinicians in choosing to become a partner in general practice and the benefits of that career pathway. I was starting to feel as though I was sort of at the ceiling of my career. I'd learned the paramedic role. Then I was approached and partnership was discussed. When they spoke to me about offering me a partnership, did I want it? It was, wow, that's amazing. I felt just really proud that they thought enough of me as a practitioner and also a person. We've been able to focus on health inequalities. We've been able to drive the agenda. We've taken our practice into areas of deprivation and really focused on patient need. And I don't think I would have had the ability to do that in quite the same way if I hadn't been a partner. Everything that goes along with being a partner is so far I have found to be positive. And I would say, if you get that opportunity, just take it. My name is Dr. Mike Holmes, and I'm a GP partner at Haxby Group Practice up in Yorkshire across York, Scarborough and Hull. And I'm joined here today by two colleagues from different professions in different parts of the country. And it's a real pleasure to be with them. So first of all, let me introduce one of my colleagues at Haxby Group, Mark Coultate. Mark. I'm a paramedic by background. I'm now in primary care and a partner and also at Haxby Group in York. We're also joined by Heather Rogers. Heather, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, thanks, Mike. Hi, Mark. I'm a nurse by background. I work down on the south coast across Southampton, Brook Lane Surgery, where I am the advanced nurse practitioner here and nurse partner. First of all, I just want to thank all of those of you who are listening for giving your time to, to join us. I think we can all agree that over the last year, we've been pretty busy and and that continues. But what we want to do today is just look at some career options for colleagues working in primary care who might want to maybe broaden their horizons, develop their career. And we just want to explore that and maybe give them the confidence to do that. We certainly are seeing lots of different types of clinicians in primary care and in general practice. Personally, I think that's fantastic. And I think there are more options now than there ever used to be. Maybe I can start by giving a more traditional view before we move into the things that are a little bit new. So I'll talk about my career path. I've been a partner for 20 years in a practice called Haxby Group. It's a practice that's grown over that time. Initially, when I joined, we looked after, we're probably a big practice when I joined, 20,000 patients. Now we've grown to care for almost 100,000 patients across York, Scarborough and Hull. I've developed a GPSI career in surgery. So I do vasectomies in the surgery. I chair a GP federation, so I'm involved in leadership and have been heavily involved in leading the vaccine program. I've been privileged to be the vice chair of the RCGP. I left that role in February this year after a three-year term. I also get involved in academic work. I'm an honorary professor at University of York, and I'm also a trustee at a local hospice. So you can see there the variety that's achievable within general practice. Perhaps I can hear from Mark and Heather now and just, just hear about your role in general practice and what it means to you. Mark, can I start with you? I initially started in the ambulance service back in 2002 as a trainee and just over that sort of time developed my role from a trainee ambulance man up to a paramedic. I just had a great love of caring for patients and acute injuries, illness that we dealt with over that time. As the years went by, it got to about 2015. I was starting to feel as though I was sort of at the ceiling of my career. I'd learned the paramedic role. I thought I wanted to progress my career more. So the ambulance service kindly allowed me to do a minor illness course at the university. And I didn't really know where this would take me. Then around about 2015, 
I just happened to be browsing the NHS jobs and saw the opportunity for a trainee practitioner at Haxby Group in Hull. And I applied for this. A little bit unknown at the time, there was not many paramedics in primary care. And it was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it from day one. The support was amazing. The mentorship was amazing. Thanks for that, Mark. I mean, I think that that's shown how you started off in the ambulance service and moved into general practice and were able to develop your career and take a really active role in the advanced clinical practitioner and nursing teams in the practice. Heather, perhaps I can move to you and, and ask for you to just go through your story, if you can, in terms of how you got from your nurse training to where you are now. It's been very varied, shall we say. So I started my nurse training up in Lancaster in the north back in 1999, where I was living, had been in the north for a long time. And my first job was in A&E, where I soon discovered that acute care was for me. That's all I ever thought I wanted to do. So I stayed in an accident and emergency for a number of years. And then things changed and I moved down to the south coast and looked for new opportunities. And I joined South Central Ambulance Service and began working as a custody nurse, looking after people in custody. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I was offered the chance to do my emergency care practitioner degree with the ambulance service, which I did and enjoyed that tremendously, really enjoyed it. Spent time with the ambulance, spent time in minor injuries units, minor illness units. Family circumstances changed. I needed to do something different so I took a step back from the acute sector and I became a one of the management team at Southampton General Hospital where the pace was very different the job was very different and I soon discovered that I I wanted to go back to patients rather than the management sector so again pretty much like Mark really came across a job looking for a nurse practitioner in a local GP surgery thought to myself this looks really interesting I've never thought about general practice before so applied for the role there managed to do some of the as Mark did the advanced clinical practice nurse prescribing advanced clinical practice and decision making courses then moved on from one surgery to where I am now at Brook Lane and was able then to lead the nursing team here which I have done now for coming up to five years I think general practice is definitely the place for me now we're at that next step where you've both been offered and agreed to become a partner in a GP practice. And I wonder if I could just start to explore with you what that means, what it means to be a partner and what that opportunity has meant to you and perhaps what the challenges of partnership are. Heather, perhaps I can start with you this time. When they spoke to me about, you know, offering me a partnership, did I want it? Initially, it was that, wow, that's, that's amazing because... I felt just really proud that they thought enough of me as a, you know, as a practitioner and also a person, because I think you've got to, you know, you've got to fit into the team. You've got to be a really good team player. You've got to understand all the different aspects. And I thought, wow, it gives me a real opportunity to have a say in how the practice works, how primary care might change based on my own experiences and the experience and the knowledge that I've got from different backgrounds. So I thought, yeah, it, it was incredible, really. It thought it'd give me an opportunity to bring new ideas, have more of a say, look at how the partnership ran, um, bring in other roles into partnership, potentially further down the line. And Mark, what about your story? What do you, how do you feel about becoming a partner? Four or five years ago, it was never something that would have crossed my mind. But as I've developed myself into the Haxby organisation, now running three teams, I was very much at the ceiling of my 
career, I thought. I thought this was where I'm going to be for my future. Then I was approached and partnership was discussed and would I like to continue my career and spend a very long time in Haxby. And it wasn't really a difficult decision for me. I think it's a great opportunity for myself being a non-GP. I get to work with my fellow partners to shape the future of general practice, especially as a non-GP. It gives me the opportunity to show a viewpoint from a different angle that may have not been seen before. Some of the things that I felt coming into partnership, and you've both picked up on these, is you know that support, that team. You know, you become part of a almost a family. Actually, that family running the organisation, looking after the patients, really committing to the patients. And I think you've both touched on the sort of self development opportunities, the ability to not just shape how care is delivered at practice level, but also in the system and innovate along the way. And um, clearly you've been part of this innovation, you know, with the, the introduction of multi-professional teams. You know, if I reflect on the 20 years I've been in general practice, when I first started, you know, we had a very small team of nurses. And now that's progressed to, you know, we have not only our nurses and healthcare assistants, but we also have nurse practitioners and, and paramedics and physios and now first contact practitioners. And we're seeing the development of that through PCNs and the ARRS scheme or the additional roles reimbursement scheme. You know, it feels really positive. I wonder if I could come back to you both and just ask you about how you feel the MDT, the multi-professional team in general practice has developed and, and how that's benefited patients. I mean, there's absolutely no question that the multidisciplinary team approach is fabulous for patients. It gives them so many opportunities. It allows so many different inputs to patients depending on their needs, but it also takes pressure off individuals. And I think, you know, from a GP point of view, um, when you initially years ago had to do everything for, for the patient it was you know a one-stop shop GP did everything whereas now with the multidisciplinary teams and the ability to bring those in at different points of the patient journey just means that the patients are far better off they've got so many more specialities people with specialities that you know physios and the falls team and the district nursing team and all those other areas that can be utilized just make the patient journey so much better i think we hear that don't we we get that reflected back to us from from patients and and also from gps actually that that the ability to spread that workload and allow people to focus on areas of work that fits with their skill set and their professional background it means patients get timely access to healthcare professionals, which is something that's been a concern for some time. We all know that there's a shortage of GPs, and now that we have other professions working in primary care, it means patients can get seen a lot quicker, a lot sooner. And this has a big knock-on effect as patients in days gone by may have turned to A&E or minor injuries unit for their care because they weren't able to get into their surgery. And the knock-on effect there is taking pressure away from our secondary care partners as well. What I see now is all of these practitioners offering continuity to patients, managing emergency problems, managing long-term conditions, and now doing home visiting alongside GP colleagues. And, and it just feels so positive. And, and particularly in some of the areas where we all work, where there's elements of deprivation certainly and I can speak more from what I know about our practice at Hatsby you know working in Hull and in Scarborough we've got these coastal towns significant levels of deprivation and what comes with that is recruitment challenges Heather I suspect Southampton's no different 
talk about that really talk about the challenges of, of recruitment i think we're very similar we're a coastal town albeit distance away and we have pockets where there is you know extreme deprivation across the whole of the south coast and so recruitment of gps is a massive problem and i know everybody's working really hard on ways that can influence that and change that but i think the opportunity from my point of view to become a nurse partner and bring in my expertise and my knowledge and my background you know the hope is that it not only does it take some pressure off the recruitment of GPs but it allows a different approach and it allows a new way of working and I've got other colleagues who are really interested in the nurse partnership and I think it's just been so innovative that we can work this way now. The message we want to get across here is that this is not a compromise, an alternative because of reduced ability to recruit. This is a real opportunity that, yes, the recruitment challenges have opened our eyes to, but what we're bringing in here is diversity and strength and adding to the care we can offer patients. Mark, can you maybe give your reflections about recruitment challenges in the north of England? I echo what Mike said about deprivation across our coastal uh, towns, which has proved a big problem in recruitment of GPs, and it's still not easy to recruit other healthcare professionals as well. But I think the incentive of this career pathway does offer something different for paramedics, nurses, physios, mental health nurses, pharmacists, and it does show the opportunities that are available in primary care. I think what I'd like to explore now is perhaps some of your anxieties or concerns. I'm sure that wasn't an easy decision. I mean, both of you said it was an obvious decision, but I'm sure it wasn't easy. And I just wondered if I could ask you both to just explore some of, maybe some of the challenges that you're experiencing as you become a partner. Mark? I think certainly the clinical side of it was never an issue for me. And there was no decisions on that side of things. I was comfortable with the clinical side of things, how that would work. I think where my anxieties came was the business side of being a partner. It was very much an unknown for me. I didn't know how the business worked. I didn't know all the details of income streams, money that goes out of the business. That was all very new to me. I've been quite lucky that I've had a sort of step-by-step guide through the application of becoming a partner and also I've only been a partner now for a couple of months it's all still very new to me but I have an assigned mentor who I speak to on a on a weekly basis with any sort of concerns questions and he's very much guiding me through the whole process. It's no doubt it can be slightly daunting and I remember it myself you know it's no different whatever type of clinician you are going into this you know those first few years understanding how the various contracts worked understanding the accounts and, and the finances it, it, it's, it's a very steep learning curve. Heather would that resonate with you? Yeah I think it would I would agree with Mark in that the clinical side of things wasn't something that really threw me or changed me or, or was any kind of worried me at all but what really did again was the business side of it I'd never been in this position I didn't understand it I didn't know what to expect and it was a a huge steep learning curve I've only been a partner for for six months here at the practice but every day's learning and I think also alongside the business side of it within the practice is for me as well is that you become potentially self-employed and that has an impact on home life and family life and you've got a big responsibility there so both those things together were more of a a worry for me than the clinical side of it it was how it would impact on on other aspects of my life. I think that's right isn't it it's those hidden 
areas of partnership that do take time to get to grips with. And I think what we're hearing is that if you're in part of a supportive team and you feel that trust, then you can take time to get your head around that. Your clinical work is a big part of what you do and you feel very comfortable in that. And the business side, the finances, the accounts, you can take your time and and really understand them at a granular level over a period of years. There are some support offers available at the moment for any clinician coming into partnership. And what I want to talk about is the new to partnership payment scheme. And its primary function really is to try and grow the number of partners working in primary care to stabilize that model, because I think the benefits of that model are well documented. The details of the scheme are available on NHS England and NHS Improvements website. The scheme's available for those remaining as a partner for five years, and eligible participants can receive up to £20,000 for doing that. There's also other funds available towards on costs and training costs, potentially up to £7,000, and it really does amount to a, a very attractive support package. Mark, is that something that was an incentive to you, or is it something that you've sort of looked into after having become a partner? Well, firstly, what I think is brilliant about this scheme is it's not just available to new GPs, it's available to all clinicians, um, including paramedics, which is myself. It's a big help towards the transition because obviously when you go into partnership, there is buy-ins and this can contribute towards that. I don't think there's anything I've come across in a partnership that's put me off it, but certainly this scheme puts another further tick into the positive column for me. Heather, is it something you've looked at? Yeah, so I've applied and been accepted within the scheme. So I received my email from NHS England to say that everything was up to date and, and the paperwork was fine. So I've been accepted on the new to partnership payment scheme. So it wasn't anything that would have you know, been a deal breaker. But as Mark said, it helps and it's a brilliant incentive. And especially, you know, the money that can go towards training courses. And it, it just opens a few more doors that might otherwise not be there. I guess what we're hearing is that the opportunities are available. We're seeing a much more multi-professional focus in general practice. We're hearing that support is available to understand the sort of non-clinical side of partnership, the, the financial aspects, the support from the NHS. And what we're hearing here is two clinicians that are coming into partnership and albeit it's early days, they're both thriving. I wonder if I could ask you if you had any advice for colleagues in similar position to yourselves who are are in primary care. Heather? So I would say if you're given an opportunity, just grab it and go for it because it's amazing. And like I say, yes, I might only be six months in, but I could not be happier. The support that it's like the family network, everything that goes along with being a partner is so far I have found to be positive and I would say if you get that opportunity just take it. I've been really inspired by both of your stories, both of your your roots into partnership. I reflect on my route and it was really I guess traditional and hearing about your roots is really inspiring. So thank you everybody for listening and my particular thanks to Heather and Mark for joining us and taking time out of their schedule. Thanks very much, Mike. Thanks, Mark. It's been really great to speak and hear from you both. Thank you very much, Mike, and thank you to Heather. I think, you know, as we reflect on our time during the pandemic, we've been really focused on treating patients and, and getting the country through the pandemic and maybe taking our eye off 
career progression. But as we emerge from it, I think our focus will return to that. And I hope the stories we've heard from Heather and Mark give people inspiration to consider all the options available to them. And of course, the schemes coming out of NHS England, such as the new to partnership payment scheme and the ARRS scheme, will hopefully mean that opportunities like this are easier to consider and easier to accept, not just for our ACP colleagues, but also for doctors. You know, I think I can thoroughly recommend partnership as a career option for a doctor, for a GP. I say without hesitation, it's been the best thing I ever did in my career. It's enabled me to not only care for patients, work in a supportive team, but also develop my own interests. And also, you know, I think what's happened for me is we've been able to focus on health inequalities. We've been able to drive the agenda. We've taken our practice into areas of deprivation and really focused on patient need. And I don't think I would have had the ability to do that in quite the same way if I hadn't been a partner. You can find out more information about why general practice is still the best place to work by exploring the pages on the NHS England and NHS Improvement website. And I hope you find time to do that. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to a podcast produced by Robert Mulligan for NHS England and NHS Improvements.